0: Let's go out to North Homestead. Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram Hotline. Bart Wrinkler, of course, uh, colleague of mine over there at CBS Sports Radio. He's the new host over there at CBS Sports Radio. Ten o'clock until two. You hear the twelve to two portion right here on 92.3 The fan, Bart, how's it going tonight?
1: Oh, good. That's usually, the first two hours are my professional hours, so you guys get, like, the loopy, crazy hours. That's good.
0: We like loopy and crazy. Uh, I At least I do. I don't know about everyone else. I do, so uh, thanks for keeping me entertained on my ride home. Uh, uh, Bart, I got to ask you, before we get into any of the, the Cavs buck stuff, uh, Jim Harbaugh, the news just broke, obviously, about a half hour ago. Buckeye fans, I got, I like, the biggest Buckeye fan in the world running the board for me tonight. He says he wanted revenge on Harbaugh. He's kind of mad that Harbaugh left. How should people be perceiving this with Harbaugh if you're an Ohio State fan? And then we'll go bigger picture after that.
1: Well, geez, if you're an Ohio State fan, I think you're ecstatic, right? I mean, this is – I mean, okay, so maybe you want revenge, but you wanted revenge the last couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. And now now people want to fire Ryan Day because he can't beat Jim Harbaugh. Well, who's the happiest guy right now? Probably Ryan Day. I would think Um, so. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I think big picture – this Chargers job was interesting. There were a lot of names floated at it, and we'll see if Harbaugh does well there. But I did not think this job was as attractive as it was pointed out to, to be. I thought there were a lot of people that say, well, that's obviously the most attractive. You got Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah you do. Okay, name me another thing. And it's <laughs> like the, the fan base is what it is. The location is, you know, okay, sunny in California. But they've got some salary cap issues they got to deal with. Their wide receivers, they're getting old. They got I don't know if Austin Eckler's coming back, so I don't know that it's that good of a roster, but I think for a guy like Harbaugh, he gets to kind of shape his roster now. He's got a quarterback, doesn't need to worry about that, so I could see why he might be attracted into this job. I, I don't know that it was the most attractive out there, but certainly for Harbaugh, they're going to give him a lot of money, and he's done everything he can do at the college level. So I can totally see why he's making this move.
0: Yeah, I mean, you get him a franchise quarterback and then they will figure the rest
1: out. Is kind of, I would imagine the bet is there, Bart. Yeah, I would think so. Again, I don't know that it was the smartest or like the, the most attractive job. But if you look at some of these other jobs, like Atlanta, for example, where he's interviewed a couple times, they've got a lot of pieces, but who are you going to get as a quarterback? Are you going to get Kirk Cousins? Are you going to draft the fourth or fifth guy and then have a rebuilding with him? I don't think Harbaugh is coming into the league wanting to, like, take a few years before they're competitive again. So I think he thinks, all right, Justin Herbert's going to be the guy. I'll figure everything else out, and we'll go from there.
0: All right, Bart, let's get to the, the Cavs-Bucks tonight. You Obviously, you have a, a big Milwaukee – you're Milwaukee and people think you're Wisconsin. That's that's who you are. And so I, I got to ask you first blush before we get into where the Bucks currently are and how they match up tonight is I got to say, I don't hate the Adrian Griffin firing. I really don't. And mainly because it reminds me of what happened here in Cleveland with David Blatt. And then that ended up in a title with Ty Lu as the head coach. Is this the uh, is that the idea behind this is that you got ahead of this before you have to or is this Giannis maybe entering his LeBron James stage, which is more diva than it is anything else.
1: Well, I think there's a lot at play here. I think the David Black comparison is uh, a good one. And the thing with that one, though, is the Cavs won the title. So, I mean, in the moment, it was what's going on. This is crazy. How do you do this? You know, there was reaction from all over. And then they win the title. And then so it's never, like, talked about again in a negative way. But to do that and then win a title, I I don't think it's like that guaranteed that, oh, fire a coach when you're 30 and 10, win a title. Bucks, I think the pressure, they put on a lot of pressure now to themselves. Last year what happened was they faced an eight seed, technically seven, but playing for so they were the eight. And then there were some injuries, and either way, they got they got embarrassed. The Miami Heat had no business beating a lot of those teams, I don't think, in the playoffs, and certainly no business beating the first seed of Milwaukee Bucks. So the Bucks needed to make a change. So what do you do? They didn't want to trade any of their guys, they didn't want to get rid of any of their core. So, okay, coach. we got to get a new coach. They get a new coach in. He's a rookie head coach. Let's see if he can bring a different voice. Well, then guess what else happened that summer? The Bucks somehow got Damian Lillard. So they were looking for a change. They had two agents of change, and I don't know if they do the first one if they knew the second one was coming. So now it's a completely different scenario. These guys are hungry. They want to win immediately. Damian Lillard's been looking to win forever, finally in a spot to do that. And then it sounds like from the jump, these players just were not buying in to what Adrian Griffin was selling. And I still thought that this Bucks team, it, they are very talented. There are deficiencies, but they're very talented. I still think, like, the talent can win out. But the problem was they're going to have to outscore teams if they're going to go anywhere, and that's not what they've been known for. And I don't know how sustainable that is in a seven-game series uh, against anybody when you can do matchups and all this stuff. So they needed to make a change. They were very coy tonight in the press conference about any Doc Rivers stuff. Hmm. I don't see any scenario in which it's not Doc Rivers. Uh, Doc Rivers, now he's known for playoff failures. I don't know if he's had a roster with these kind of closers before, and there's been a lot of injuries, you know, in some of his series. So I think it's it, – it, 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 I'm surprised still. Uh, I think it sucks for Adrian Griffin, but this is what the Bucks want. They want titles. This was a franchise for so long that, you know, they were content to win the eighth seed. And that was it. And maybe get two games of playoff gate revenue. They want championships. And I do think this puts a lot of pressure on Giannis. This puts a lot of pressure on Dame and, and Chris Middleton. Because if they didn't win the title this year, who gets who gets the blame? The first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin. Mm-hmm. But now if you essentially mutiny him out of there, who gets the blame? Giannis Adetokounmpo. So this is a, this is a major, like, thing that has happened and will kind of define and set the course for what Giannis's legacy and the rest of his career ends up being and ends up looking like.
0: Bart Winkler joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. You hear him on CBS Sports Radio. He's on after my show ends, 12-2. to 2. He's on 10-2 to 2 the entire night, but 12-2 uh, to 2 right here on 92.3 The Fan. Bart, let me ask you then. I, I kind of hinted at the idea of Giannis kind of morphing into this version of LeBron James where he kind of demands a little bit more, he requests a little bit more. Uh, do you see that, or is that something that – maybe I'm making a little bit too big of a deal of.
1: No, I think there's certainly a lot of, you know, what Giannis wants uh, is kind of at play here. I mean, his brother's on the team and mm-hmm. has been on the team forever, and uh, there's a lot of guys that are on the team that, you know, they've got good relationships with him. He wants to win, and he's committed to winning, and I think what the Bucks are looking at is, look, they kind of lucked into this, this whole thing. I mean, LeBron James coming out, Number one overall. We knew what he was going to be. The Bucks get Giannis. I still think, like, they cheated off the Atlanta Hawks paper. Like, the Hawks did a little more scouting on Giannis, and somehow he came here. Then he gets this good. Then he, like, is a good enough guy that he's just like, no, I want to stay here. He's somebody, he likes this city. You know, there's all these pressures on the outside. He realizes he doesn't need all the big city lights to, like, get the entrepreneurship and everything he wants and businesses. So he's made this his home. And I still think the Bucks look at this. And I think a lot of Bucks fans do. I think I do that. It's like, I can't believe the team I root for has this guy because for so long, the Bucks never had anything like this. So I still think that their primary focus these last couple of years has been keep Giannis here. You want to win a championship, but that's just part of the main goal, which is keep Giannis here. So if you have to hire a coach he likes better than another one, you do it. If you want to make a trade for Damian Lillard, you do it. If you want to extend Chris Middleton, you do it. I do think that there's a lot of desire to keep Giannis here. I don't know that I would say diva. Um, I do think he's hyper-competitive. He's told, the, he's told the franchise, I want to win. Let's do whatever it takes to win. The franchise, I think, buys into that. But I think they realize what they have, and they realize that once he's gone – this level of success that they're having, it's going to not come back again for a while. So they got to do everything they can to sustain it and to try to win as much as they can. And, again, that's what makes this move so interesting is when they got Damian Lillard, I thought, okay, give this guy a couple years. You know, maybe the first year it doesn't work on a rookie head coach. But the Bucks now have this sense of urgency that really has been hyper-aggressive from everything I've ever seen from them where they were willing to fire a coach at 30, 30 and 13, and they mean business. So now they're going to have to, like they wanted this move, and now they're going to have to go out and start winning some games and go very far, if not all the way in the playoffs, to justify everything that's happened so far.
0: All right, now you're doing the national show. You're in uh, you know, network radio for five days a week now. You're, you're into it, so I can ask you comfortably. Uh, before we get to brownies and other stuff Cleveland-related uh, with the Cavs, does Donovan Mitchell stay here long term? And remember, everyone I like that is, everyone that's listening to this is going to be your twelve to two crew as well. So if you want, if I want to lead the jury here, and you want to butter me up, uh,
1: we're more than open to that here. I just feel like everything that I've seen and read seems like he wants to. Unless, I mean, there you know go. better than me. There but we I go, Bart. There we go. I look of everything I've seen and read which could be a lot, could be a little. <laughs> um, I would almost be more surprised at this point if he like left. I think what they're doing in Cleveland is, is good. I think the problem with the East right now is there are three dynamic teams. Look, I, I, I was stupid enough at the beginning of the year, and I'll admit it, to say like the Sixers are just scrap things because it's not working there. They can't get to a conference finals. It's the Bucks and the Celtics. You're not going to get past them, but I was wrong. So they're in a top three. You got all these other teams jockeying for uh, the fourth spot, whether it's the Knicks or the Cavs or the Pacers, a little bit, whoever. And I don't know that any of them get past them with their current iteration. So I think, but I think, but I think they're all like a, a move or two away. So from what I know, which is, way less than you (laughs) and you guys uh it seems like he'll stay but do not save the soundbite for any occasion all right we can burn the tape it's all right uh really
0: the only thing that really does matter is your opinion on the Browns and what you think the Browns are going to be able to do following this last year where they go 11 and 5 they end up in the postseason but get blown out against Houston are you a are you a believer in Deshaun Watson and the Browns and Stefanski or are you need to see a little bit more
1: I am a believer in Stefanski. I'm a believer in the Browns. I'm a believer in maybe 52 of the guys on that roster. I just don't know that you're going to get the Deshaun Watson that they paid for. Um, and what Joe Flacco did was tremendous. I really, I, my pick to win the Super Bowl was Baltimore with the caveat that if somehow the Browns go there, I think I think the Browns would have got them. That would have been crazy. Um, so that's a bummer. But I just feel like the Browns right now are so well put together, but they have this quarterback that I don't even know. I don't even know under what circumstance he lives up to the money that he's making. And that, that, I mean, that's fine in other sports, but not when it takes up such a high percentage of the salary cap. And he's got to get back to at least like, I mean, top 12. This, there was a period where Deshaun Watson was 1A to 1B to Patrick Mahomes. There was a stretch there. One of his Texan seasons, he was just – he was doing everything, and it was so good. And, unfortunately, I don't know that that guy's still there. I know he had that comeback against Baltimore, and there's moments where it looks like it's there. But then Joe Flacco just stepping in off his couch and leading this team as well as he did. Like, I believe in the Browns. I think they've got a real good roster. I believe in their coaching staff. I just – until you figure out what is up with Deshaun Watson – and there's no way out, too. I mean, and there's no way out. This is your guy. You, what are you going to do, bring back Joe Flacco and bench Deshaun Watson? That's nah, not happening. This, this, this is your guy. So, I mean, you got to figure it out. If they do, look out. But I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know that, that Deshaun Watson exists anymore.
0: All right, we'll be checking you out. CBS Sports Radio weeknights 10 to 2. Obviously here on 92.3 The Fan, though, it's on uh, 12 to 2. When I get done with my show, Bart comes on, and that's the magic of radio. Bart, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes and the great insight. Uh, We'll be listening. Thank you. Yeah, I'll check in with you at some point, too. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Bart Winkler right there of CBS Sports Radio joining us here on 92.3 The Fan.